Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, Andy Dugan, David Bush, Rob Patsky, Jory Webb, Kelly Breckner, Nate Edison, and Wes Anderson. May the force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to the latest episode of Flying Casual. I am your humble host, Michael Canterbury. A lot happening in Star Wars again this week, folks. There's rumors of Pedro Pascal leaving the Mandalorian in in ridiculous fashion. There's rumors of the Cassian Andor series losing their director. There's chaos everywhere in Star Wars, and we're not talking about about that at all we are actually talking about concrete star wars stories in the latest star wars comic mainline issue number six and also the latest comic issue of the 2020 vader line issue number five we're talking about those two pieces of material today folks so if you have not read them and you anticipate reading them go ahead and turn this podcast off read those issues and come back and check in with us later but uh i am joined as usual at the table here in-house with the lovely co-host Holly Walton. Holly, how are you doing today? Awake, I see, finally. I'm uh, having a little perk, did we? Uh, I actually had a depressant. Wow. I'm milking a glass of wine. No, it's not Darth Malbec. But wow. Actually, it might be. Well, on a Star Wars podcast, you need to specify what it is you're milking because it could be various things. Yes, so. and this is literally a glass of wine. No creatures, no blue milk here. That's disgusting. Straight from the Wampa's lair. I'm sure Wampa's actually hoard wine. Uh, maybe. So I don't know. It's a, a nice chilled, you know, white yeah, yeah, that's you chill white wines, right? You do chill white okay. wines normally, okay. yes. Okay, perfect. Well, nailed that. Uh, we are joined uh, also with our uh, in-house encyclopedia slash Mr. Star Wars himself via Skype, uh, Lucas Elder. Lucas, I, I, our communications may be jammed. It appears you may be on Bespin. Is that correct? There's some heavy Tabana gas clouds <laughs> coming through the area right now. May interfere with my breathing and or talking. Holly. I can also make my beard disappear. Watch this. <laughs> it's quite the this magic is, trick with the best of background. A sorcerer. Special special bonus feature for you on YouTube. Hold Boy, on, wait. I have yeah. a question. Oh, I can't see Luke. So Luke, when you yeah. said you can make your beard disappear, did he you just drink it, it? The whole thing. The whole he the chugged whole it. Whole thing. Yep. Yep. He did. He That's did. A good magic yeah. trick. Actually, he stuck his I, arm out and it went. And, remember when you and I tried to do the 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 dual uh, Millennium Falcon cockpit and you yes. disappeared completely? I was making a dad joke to oh. the dad on the podcast. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> it went right over Michael's head. Uh, yeah. Into the clouds of Bespin. If they're not perverted, I just don't understand. That's actually accurate, Seriously, yes. Seriously, it is. But, uh, Luke, I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad you're safe there on Bespin. Apparently, the Empire has not gotten there yet. We are back to the future, so to speak, because that actually makes no sense. So I'm just going to stop my analogy there. But, guys... 
we're we're ignoring the rumors, the drama that is Star Wars and Star Wars Twitter. It's a toxic environment. I just enjoy talking about actual Star Wars stories that are great. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, me and my friends just talking about uh, great comic books, a, a couple of uh, lines that we've been following along the way here as they've been released. And, and we're, you know, a week or so late to these. But, uh, guys, we read the Vader comic. Um, and if you guys last recall, Darth Vader, um, had come to, um, Naboo. I almost said Tatooine. Don't that would know. Have been we, we were already there. Um, went to Naboo in search of answers of Padme's death. And we ended up at her tomb with Sabe crying out to Vader, please don't go in there. Please don't desecrate her or her memory. Um, and so that's where we start off, guys. Um, but before we really dig into things, Holly, I, I want to get your thoughts on the issue. I know you weren't that excited about it, but what did you think of this one? Yeah, I think that um, compared to the prior issues, what is this one, number six? Five. Five. Okay. Uh, I think compared to the prior issues, this one was not as interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I think I seem to be the minority in that. Yeah, everyone's seemingly loving this yeah, one. It yeah, it got raving reviews. I don't know. It could be because I read two comics back to back and I'm getting a mix up. I don't right. know. I That's just, okay. I didn't really find this one as captivating as some yeah. of the other ones. Yeah, it felt very brief. I don't know why I fled through it. I was like, oh, yeah. 22 pages, I'll get through this thing. Uh, you know, it'll take a little bit of time, but uh, it was very brief. But Yeah, I <laughs> also, I don't know. There were some moments in it that I was like, why did that have to happen? Like, yeah. I don't know, slicing our droid friend in half. Wow. And... Well, Holly, that's they're, they're expendable. That's what they're there <laughs> it for. It was just you know? a big bummer. I know, I know. Well, Luke... You also delved into this one as well. Are you on the Holly train? You know, maybe not as exciting as prior issues, or are you with a lot of the the comic fans out there that really enjoyed at least some of this? Maybe not the whole thing itself. Well, it's it's funny that you bring up the kind of the rumors that go on in the the Twitterverse and in just Star Wars rumor mill YouTube channels because um, it's all just based off of like finding out the smallest new detail or, or, you know, putting it all together on the big board with the red string and connecting yeah. all the dots. And if you're looking for another string to run on that board, you know, this comic isn't doing that. It's, it's showing us all stuff that we as the star Wars fan know. Yeah. But you're seeing Vader experience this stuff for the first time. He's learning these things that we already know. So there's no drama in us finding out, oh, Padme went to went to uh, Polis Massa to have the twins with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Wow, what a revelation. Yeah. It's like, no, we knew that. We saw it at the end of the Revenge of the Sith. Um, but Vader doesn't know that. Anakin doesn't know that. Uh, so it's 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 all about like yeah, experiencing it through his eyes. I think that that is interesting, and to see what emotions he goes through and what memories it brings up. I think it's an interesting kind of character study. Um, so I think you really have to focus it on from that aspect. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars took the term from a certain point of view and has 
run with it throughout all of their media, this being one of it. And I love what Luke's saying that, like, yeah, on the whole, we kind of know everything. There's no bombshells here, but it's cool to see Vader learning of this because you kind of think, you know, after he becomes Vader, why would he care about any of this, right? He's got the power. Yeah, he's sad he lost Padme. But in my eyes, it seemed like he just kind of moved on and that was it. And now it's, you know, this is my life and I got to make the best of it. So let's, you know, seek ultimate power. And, and that's that's the path we're down. So it's interesting to see that, you know, there's there's that the Anakin in there. and We're really hitting home and we're taking these familiar moments and saying, oh, wow, this imagine how powerful this would have been if Vader had been here. Like, that's not even something I even considered, you know, because we're all like, oh, there's Luke and Leia. It's so cool to see him as babies. And, oh, they're getting taken to Tatooine. That's awesome. But never once did I think, wow, what if Anakin was here? What if Anakin was here? What if Vader was here and he experienced this? Would that be enough to turn him in the moment? I don't know. Holly? I I mean, is, is that anything that you... Was it just the fact that you had that information already, or is it interesting to you at all that Vader's having that experience? And, and all um, that? I don't know. Maybe it's just not. Inter- maybe maybe this just isn't my comic line. Maybe and you I just think, hate Star Wars. But I just think kidding. that maybe we should back up and give yeah. everyone kind of like a recap yes. on the comic because I feel Absolutely. like we're kind of jumping around. So yeah, let's. So okay, so we're back in the tomb, right? Um, yep. and, and Vader. I, in my eyes, I thought Vader was just going to destroy her, um, her uh, whatever it is, a burial there. She's, you know, entombed in a mm-hmm. in a her crypt? stone crypt. Sure, yeah. Um, I, he, he uses the force to open it, but not all the way, just a little crack. And his can't do it. His dro- yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it, he's having all these flashbacks of Padme, right? And he's having Sabe there, and he's having these memories of Padme as she was, right? And to see her there would make it probably all too real that she is gone, that there's no bringing her back, and that hope is lost. So he doesn't even check her out there, but the droid does and scans her, and they find this, uh, they call it a med implant, and I guess it kind of has some some data on it that traces back to where she last was. And as Luke mentioned, that was Polis Massus. Um, I have yeah. a question. Come on. Before we get into that, yeah, are we... 100% sure that her body is act or her remains are actually in there because yeah. it we keep getting to the point where we're going to find that out and I know mm-hmm. in previous episodes where we've talked about the comics that came before this one in mm-hmm. this line we kind of had our doubts about maybe she's yeah. not even in there well we were about to find out and we didn't yeah no I was thinking that it, the tomb would be empty right and that sets our adventure off in another direction but I don't know without getting it. I guess they don't want to get into gory details, right? It's just like, <laughs> let's not, you know, I guess I'm just trusting that she is there, though I thought yeah. it would be very interesting if she wasn't. It's like, okay, she's actually dead, but like, you know, she's living yeah. up to that kind of handmaiden, uh-huh. you know, kind of, you know, whatever that they, that, mm-hmm. that, that, the kind of disguise that they had all along, that even in death, she's still elusive. I, I thought that would be kind of cool, but maybe that could be something they're playing up and we're just all accepting it know. now. And you're the one ahead of the game. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of thought that it would be exciting for him to actually have to yeah. see her that and would, come to terms yeah. with what he did. I don't know if we're being spared the gory details because we do still get to see his arms being chopped off true so i don't know about that but (laughs) let me remind you um i don't know i was just kind of hoping for that to kind of be like a shock for him yeah well i mean so it speaking of shock he it seems we, we get more of these flashbacks right when this is happening and he has flashbacks of padme being choked he has flashbacks of obi-wan showing up on mustafar he has flashbacks of him saying you know you brought her here you brought him here to kill me like he's 
there's emotions rallying up, and 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 we're going to talk about these flashbacks here in a second because I have some questions with them, and we get even more uh, later down this issue. But uh, <clears throat> and so they're like, okay, we're going to Polis Masses, all right. And uh, the Amidalans are still there, right? And 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 I guess one of these Death Troopers is going to take him out there outside because um, they're they heard Vader and his droids say, "Hey, we're going here," and they're like, "We're we're going there too." And Vader lets him go. Vader was says, he was he taunting them yes. when he said like let, like go? Oh yeah, like, come follow me, go yeah. for it. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll I'll show you that like this is my this is my destiny. This is my, these are my answers to find out, like bring everyone you want and I'm just going to destroy them and you're going to witness it. Um, and that's kind of what happens, right? So we arrive on Polis Massus and here comes the Amidalan clan and all their, their Naboo fighters and all that. Um, and he destroys the hell out of them. Like he's bringing down star fighters onto, onto troops. Like it's pretty epic. Like this is kind of that epic Vader that everyone loves to see bringing down ships and, and, and all that goodness. I, I found it kind of boring. I didn't really understand why we needed to do that. Um, is he taunting them? I guess that's, could be one way of putting it. Uh, yeah. Luke, did you have any idea why he just kind of let the Amidalans, you know, follow him to where he was going? Is it just him taunting them or is it just that's not of importance right now? But if you get in my way, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah, I got to say that that part of this issue was kind of just filler. It was just to give you several several pages that were just all action pains. Yeah. Um, to, you know, make it a standard, like, 20-some page issue, yeah. I think. I don't think it added much beyond that. I mean, there were cool visuals to see the the Naboo Starfighters are, are one of the, the best ship designs yeah. out there, I think. So just to see them again in action is, is great. And you saw some of the um, kind of precursors to the X-Wings um, that the clones flew. And the Clone Wars were part of that little armada they had as well. Yeah. So, so, so really cool visuals. But I don't, I didn't take too much from, from the Amidalans, uh, you know, aspect of this story. I, I think it, it really wasn't about that. Yeah, and it, the only question I had was it seemed I'm, I'm assuming Sabe didn't just go in there, you know, guns place. And I'm, I'm assuming she stayed back and everyone else kind of say hey, for Padme and they got destroyed. And I'm sure Sabe will continue on this journey with Vader or follow him or go back into hiding. Maybe she has more missions to, to undertake. But uh, so he destroys them. Right. Um, and they're they're on Polis Massus. And if you recall those um I don't know. What do you call them? Uh, Holly, uh, help me here. The the droids that help with labor. Oh, the midwife droids. The midwifery droids or whatever they call them here. Um, so some of those are still there in, in the actual room, you know, where Luke and Leia were delivered. Um, and, of course, you know, they're not completely destroyed. You know, they're, they're still there and they're able to um, actually tap into their data somehow um vader has a sense of you know droids and fixing things and he's just like oh this chip here right this is the one and it has an actual hollow recording of sabe's last moments you mean padme's what did i say sabe boy that was a big gaffe yeah padme sorry <laughs> they just look you know so much alike um padme's yes. final moment there of giving birth to the twins um and it's there, I, here I have some questions, right? Like we said, this is an epic moment. Um, you know, Vader seeing, you know, Padme's last breath and what she was saying and, and talking about Obi-Wan, right? 
And you can tell that this hearing Kenobi infuriates Vader. Like it just does every every time we come across this. Um, and this is no exception here. But like, did he witness this whole scene? Did he see they were twins? Like, I, I, you know, like we, 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 we assume and we're led to believe in episode six that Vader senses Leia in his confrontation with Luke, Holly, am I am I misunderstanding something? Did it um, was was that just not part of the hollow recording? I don't think that he witnessed the birth of twins. I think that okay. he expected there to be Luke. Yeah, he understood that this is where Padme gave birth, and then hearing her having a conversation with Obi Wan yeah. shut it down for him. Yeah. So I think even if there were twins in the recording or the hollow, yeah that he was yeah. watching i don't think he would have made it that far because i think he got what he wanted yeah at that point well and now i'm thinking back it even seems like maybe the recording started after their birth right because they're talking yeah. about there's good in him he's seeing her say obi-wan there's still and you know and then she passes and so luke i mean what did you think of that i mean maybe we're kind of clearing this up in our minds now and, and how things happen and what was revealed in episode six but we assume he didn't see the twins there and be like oh my god but, but i had a son and now i have you know a daughter um so what, what did you think of that moment man uh you know I, I mean it ends in vader you know having this information hearing kenobi but then he destroys his droid uh but what did you think of that moment yeah it seems so far that he hasn't um he hasn't discovered the Leia piece of things, uh, but I got to tell you, I was uh, I was absurdly pumped in the first pane of the comic very early on that showed the midwife droid. Um, <laughs> it was early on in the issue. You see her, her. I don't know. I, I feminized her. She's a but. She's a droid. It's a droid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> midwife and all. Yeah. Um, I got so excited just to see that, see that pain of the droid uh, because as as important as that scene in Revenge of the Sith it is for the fact that you see the birth of Luke and Leia and it's the death of Padme and it's this huge moment for all of that. But uh, whenever I think of that scene, well, what almost comes to mind first off every time is the midwife droid and the noises it's making the whole time. It's <laughs> yes. helping Padme give birth. It's like, going, Ooh, Ooh, <laughs> maybe so speaking like, Jawa. I don't know. It sounded a little bit like a suka. Jawanese. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I'm sitting here reading this this comic and like fist pumping for the midwife droid, <laughs> and um, then it it plays an even bigger part. I thought it was just going to be like a fun image. Like, Oh, remember that, you know? And, um, I should have known it would, it would come up later in the issue too. And that he, that Vader would access the recordings from the droid to kind of see what happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. I loved it. This tail end of this comic a lot. I, I loved when the, the like research droid that he has with them, Zed 67, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's Padme in the recording say Obi-Wan's name again and the droid says that name again he must have been very important to her and I just immediately go oh this droid is in deep shit and then <laughs> Yeah, because he was already having flashbacks of, of Obi-Wan arriving, right? And that was rounding him up. And then 
in reality, in the moment, this droid's like, oh, yeah, he must be special. And that just set him off, right? Yeah, and I love how, you know, you you flip the page, move your phone screen, however you're experiencing this thing, <laughs> and then the immediate next thing is the droid being sliced in half by yeah. Vader. It's like that was like a perfect kind of uh, almost comedic moment to me that that you as the uber nerd Star Wars fan that is reading this comic knows that's going to set Vader off and just the anticipation uh, of the, the fact that it's going to set him off is you're turning the page. <laughs> it's, I, I knew it was setting him off, but like he's had some restraint in this comic yeah. line. So I was like, well, he still needs this guy, right? Like he's been tapping and doing things that Vader can't necessarily do. So I'm like, maybe he'll force push him or something, but yeah, it cuts him in half. It doesn't Holly. It doesn't seem like this guy's coming back. I mean, I, am I no, right? I don't think he's coming back, but ultimately like his purpose has been served, right? Because yeah. Vader set out to be like, I need to find out what happened to Padme. And yeah. in his mind, now he can blame Obi-Wan for everything that happened. He yeah. doesn't need to know any more than he thinks that he already knows. So he's done. Well, so here's the thing, though. His droid says it looks like this Obi-Wan has brought her here to save her, right? So he's getting this information that, like, Obi-Wan's doing something good here. He's trying to save her. He's not making the connections, even though he saw himself in a flashback choking her. But it, it, is it just he's just... There's no way of acceptance here for, for Vader, it seems like. Even with the evidence, with seeing it with his own eyes, he still blames Obi-Wan. Or maybe not. Maybe uh, there's more story to be told here. I, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. I think that we've been giving him a lot of credit in thinking yeah. that he has the emotional capacity to Come be on. like, man, I f- did yeah. this. Yeah. And he doesn't. We know that he doesn't because if he did, he wouldn't be who he is right now. He's more machine than man. Right. Well, and like not only that, but he would have a conscience and he wouldn't have done half the things that brought him to where he is now. So he can't have (laughs) exactly though. He can't have the emotional capacity now to reconcile with himself at this point in time. Yeah. And so I, I think some of that, you know, reconciliation with who he is, who he was, is happening in this actual issue. And we talked about these flashbacks, like actual canon things that have happened in Star Wars. Him joking Padme, Anakin or Obi-Wan showing up, them dueling. He sees himself get cut up by Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan has the high ground, right? But then we get a flashback, so to speak. And one of the one of the scenes, you see Vader looking down... Um, that that well, I don't know what you call it that that tunnel that hole on Des- on Bespin where Luke fell down right after their first confrontation he's looking down through there as as he did when Luke fell and he sees oh, yeah. Vader falling uh-huh. in the next scene and then he sees I think that's a, a an episode two Anakin Skywalker yeah. Padawan and then yeah. we see little Annie falling mm-hmm. all on the mm-hmm. same on the same page all doing the same thing. So is that is that him, you know, reconciling Holly like with his failures that he has failed almost in every stage of his life even when, you know, good things happen, he continues to fall. Like what 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 did that oh, mean to you? That did not mean that to okay. me. And maybe I just took this as surface level and I didn't really think anything else of that. But to me, that was him, like, losing whatever was left of himself at that point. Okay. But maybe, but maybe I not. Like, I, I, I don't like know. That. I just, like, 
like he was, I guess, regressing. I don't know what yeah. to call it. I don't know. I just, I just took that ass like he's going so far back in time that he doesn't even exist anymore. Like Anakin Skywalker doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not even a thing. Yeah. Like he got the information that he needed. He doesn't have anything else that he's seeking at this time yeah. for like, not that he was doing a little bit of soul searching, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so he's like, that's it. Like, there I go. I'm gone. I, well, like Anakin's gone. I like I like that a lot. But even Vader too, like him and his suit, right? He was falling as well, and that's almost kind of like even present me now is just like I'm losing my current self. And and I like what you're saying because him falling there is exactly what happened to Luke Skywalker. And to me, Luke falling through there, you know, he reached out to his hand, his his son. He reached out his hand, joined me, and his son rejected him. And Luke falling there, to me, even kind of symbolizes, there goes my son. I've lost my son. The Luke Skywalker that I knew for this brief moment as my son is gone. And now he is going to become a Jedi. Whether, you know, Luke, I, I don't know if Vader actually senses that Luke after he falls down through there. And it's like, oh, he survived. Um, I mean, he at the end of the movie, he has a moment with him. Um, but I, I don't know. Luke, what did that moment mean to you? Is this a moment of... of, of regret for vader is this just him you know witnessing who you know the little bit of anakin that's left in there just kind of you know falling away into an abyss and and that he's gonna have to you know as we see in the next couple pages he's gonna have to kind of redefine himself at least palpatine thinks so what what did that what did that page mean to you yeah i'm really happy you you bring this section up and we're, we're kind of talking through it because i think every one of the issues in this line so far are most of them have had a page like this with these, um, with these scenes in that red color scheme that lets yeah. you know, it's, it's either a flashback, uh, to a, something we're familiar with from the movies and, or it's a reimagination of those scenes, yeah. uh, that we're so familiar with. And this one to me, like, yeah, is is so open to interpretation. They're very simple images uh, and, and really left wide open for interpretation. So it's fascinating for me to hear, and I was really looking forward to hearing what what you and Holly might have taken from it as well. Be, I think it's colored heavily by the the pages just before that is, is him hearing Padme from the birth recording, her death, her last words saying, I know there's still good in him. Yeah. Talking about Anakin, talking about Vader. Um, so I, I connect more with, with that immediate preceding thought into these images and him sort of seeing the good that's still in him, that the seeds of that as the sort of selfless little Anakin Skywalker who helps, helps Qui-Gon Jinn and Jar Jar and, uh, and Padme there on, on Tatooine and Mos Espa when they show up in the Phantom Menace. Um, and he sees, you know, Padawan Anakin um, from the Attack of the Clones era, you know, trying to do good as a Jedi. Um, so I, th- I think it's him seeing, like, some of the good that's still left in him, but it 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 being there, but it's still being kind of out of reach for him. It's falling away from him the way Luke fell yeah. away from him, almost. Um, yeah, you can take these images so many different ways, and that that's kind of... That's where I went with it. 
I love that. And even like the shot of Vader falling, maybe even the, the, the little bit of humanity that we've seen in Vader, right? Some of that restraint that we were talking about. <laughs> Boy, all bets are off now. Everyone's just going to die. You betray him. You cross him. You're getting choked. We, we haven't. We've seen elements of that, but it still doesn't feel like that Vader that, you know, I don't know, but we're kind of past that Vader, too. So there's just this this constant back and forth with Vader where he shows restraint he's able to. And then other times, you know, he's not important. Choke this guy out. I don't care. Holly, I mean, well, you like that? Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about the next oh, absolutely. few pages and how they kind of relate to what Luke was saying about that image of him kind of falling through time and away from his current state or I guess back in time because what is he goes back to Palpatine yeah and he has a confrontation with Palpatine well a more broken version of Vader I would say yeah um and what is Palpatine tell him about experiencing grief. I don't remember well, exactly what it was. So, yeah, so Vader shows up. He's like, hey, did you finish what you set out to do? Because Palpatine knew that this was going to drive Vader crazy. He knew that if he, if he went seeking these answers, this was just going to further blow on the embers that he had already kind of ignited, right? And so he says, you, you finish, and Vader's like, yeah. He's like, no, you haven't. You're, 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 you're pretty much weeping here. And then he tells him, the Sith and the dark side know that fear leads to anger. Yeah. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to strength. That's right. So we hear from Yoda, it leads to suffering. Palpatine says for strength. And then he says, you need to start back from the beginning. And then we see him kind of summoning force lightning, which is wicked. So we're assuming punishment, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, to to put him right back, that you're not (laughs) – I was hoping you would come back – angry and stronger but you came back even weaker than when i left you so let's start you right back from the beginning but maybe vader went back to the beginning beginning we see little baby annie in the prior (laughs) images yeah maybe that's but that's not the beginning that palpatine wanted him to go back to he wanted him to go back to all that hate that he was feeling on mustafar i think palpatine was very arrogant and thinking he had vader under his thumb, right? That he had manipulated this kid so much. He can do whatever he wills. Go ahead and find your answers. You're just going to find pain and that's going to drive you even closer to the dark side and my will. But as we're finding, you know, it's actually, I don't know. It's made, you know, Vader have some moments where you're like, wait a second, that's still Anakin in there. And then other moments where you're like, okay, just destroy this whole army. Like that's totally Vader. Luke, what did that moment kind of mean to you? Palpatine, you know, is he sensing this, you know, this this weak Vader, and, and maybe it wasn't this product that he thought he had really created, um, or is this just more of the training that that Palpatine really only had planned out, um, and that Vader's just kind of going through these trials, maybe so to speak? Yeah, it's it's the like the trials of the Sith that uh, yeah, you, it, you are made to suffer, but through that that suffering, you're supposed to draw strength from it. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed. This isn't, I think, the first time they've used this alternate version of Yoda's line about uh, fear and anger and hate. Uh, I think they've used it either earlier in this comic line specifically or in other comic lines. I think it's um, it's just so fun and so clever to take 
again, I keep bringing it up, but what I love about the the flashback images throughout this line and, and moments like this is taking familiar things we love and know and and giving a different angle, a different spin on them. Uh, and and I love, you know, the, the Sith spin on on where this all leads. And uh, yeah, it's that Anakin continues to not or Vader rather continues to not quite get all the way there where Palpatine wants him to really tap into that that hate to to result in strength and he keeps just ending in this like pity party sorrow space (laughs) feeling bad for himself uh and that that i think is the good in him that he ends up there that he ends up suffering like yoda says you suffer you're not strong you suffer yeah uh and that i think is the evidence that there's still the good in him is that he's it's hard for him to go down that path and, and end in strength. And Palpatine's like, no, that's where a Sith goes. That's where a Sith must end up. And I'll, I'll keep starting over with you at the beginning of the path. Let's start over at fear. If you're not getting there, let's try again. And just sort of the, 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 the tragedy of Vader, yeah. like that he is, it's such an abusive relationship he has with Palpatine. I mean, through yeah. The seduction of Anakin by by Palpatine is all quite, you know, comes off as quite nurturing. You see the way he butters him up in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and kind of, you know, gets in his his good graces, gets his confidence. Um, And then it just flips when he becomes Vader and it's so cruel and abusive. And you just, you kind of feel sorry for him. Yeah. And it, and it, this, this moment too, just, even gives more life to the argument that there's that you know did Vader actually is that fully Darth Vader and Anakin's gone you know like people have always said you know there is I don't really actually think he became a full Sith Lord like there's some people that think that while he claimed to be one that he actually didn't fully embrace that dark side like Palpatine did and this to me kind of gives that some life and that you know what? We're we're going to be bumping right up to episode 6 here when his redemption is complete. We're just kind of witnessing that road to it, right? So I am just Holly how did what what did this conversation do for you? Are you enjoying the comic a little more now cuz I too was a little I don't maybe underwhelmed, but just an okay comic having these conversations with you guys can really just open up my eyes and enlighten me to to that, what the storyteller is actually trying to accomplish here. Yeah, it's still not my favorite comic. I think that something I personally grapple with is how I feel as far as sympathy or empathy for Darth Vader. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's easy to say, I don't feel bad for you because you did this to yourself. But then yeah. when you think about the dark side of the force, you're like, well, there was so much like manipulation there and yeah. he is a victim. And, yeah. but I also think that's a dangerous argument to have because it takes away, it takes away that element of having a choice in your yeah. destiny yeah. or a choice in what you are doing and the actions that you're making. And I feel like that's such an easy way for yeah. You know, abusers like Palpatine and ultimately Darth Vader to kind of justify what they're doing. It's the dark yeah. side. I didn't have a choice. This was yeah. chosen for me, and here I am. And so this is just where I have to be. And I don't know. I think that's something that I struggle with. So, uh, Holly, I love that you bring it up because, you know, there's someone who has taken a very starkly different approach 
in Destiny, right? And and that is his son, Luke Skywalker. And th- this is the great thing about reading these things back to back because they're so close in time. We even got a little Vader in the yeah. main line here, which was cool. But like seeing Vader just succumbing to this, you know, this is my path. Like this, this was the I'm fo- I'm fo- I'm falling. You know, what is destined for me? Um, and then to hear his son, right? This new generation of the Skywalker who rejects that notion, that kind of newer age. Well, you know, kind of like Cal Kestis, right? Mm-hmm. The force, you don't have to let it dictate anything for you. It's your choice. It's your choice to what to do with it. And so that guys leads us into our mainline discussion issue number six. Uh, and if you recall, um, Luke Skywalker trapped underwater in a, in a trap, uh, set by Verla. We know she was the former somewhat apprentice of, of Farron Barr. Um, if you recall that character, she has Luke trapped. She set this trap and she felt a presence in Luke Skywalker. She felt Vader and him. You're the son of Vader. She figured it out. The dude couldn't even talk. He's underwater. And she figured it out through the force because we know she's force sensitive, not as strong as Luke, but force sensitive. So that's where we're opening up, guys. And uh, I'll have to say one of my one of my favorite. I, I love this issue so much. I love everything about it. One of my favorite parts is this opening. Wouldn't you know, R2-D2, <laughs> as usual, comes to the rescue zaps verla knocks her out fries her and then cuts a hole in this trap and drains it and saves luke holly i mean we i haven't had enough r2 interactions in these main comics or any comics for that matter other than the droids ones haven't read them full disclosure but haven't had enough r2 what did you think you got a good laugh out i heard Uh, you chuckling at this one i love that because you guys know like i don't there are other characters in Star Wars that I like substantially more than I like Luke Skywalker. Come on. And that's that just hurts how me, I feel. but I understand. I know, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. And so I think that people, a lot of times we know that this is not where he's going to die. Like, yeah. that's been spoiled for us already. So you yeah. know he gets out of it somehow. And I know we've kind of talked about that with these comics. But I don't think that you always expect it to be the droid that saves yeah. the day, but I feel like R2 just does that over and over and over again for Luke. And I just, I just love how like aggressive it was at this one. Like R2 yeah. was like, Oh my God, I'm so sick of this happening. Fine. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Here I am. Yeah. No. Yeah. You'd never underestimate a droid, right? That's like what Leia said, that's what Leia said. And I'm sure Luke told her lots of stories. Um, and then she's had many experiences with, with R2 and the other droids. But uh, I thought that was a great opening to it. Some some comedy for a very mm-hmm. serious moment. Yeah. You're like, oh my! I like you said. We know Luke's not going to die, but there's such serious consequences here. He's with this other force user. What's going to happen? It's like R two is going to zap him. <laughs> he's going to save the day. Okay, let's yeah. reset. I thought that was fantastic. So um, she, you know, she comes to it. She's tied up. Luke's there. Uh, starts a little fire with R two and, and uh, introduces himself and and. Uh, is talking with Verla. He releases her, and I think she's a little shocked. Hey, I was trying to kill you. You're now releasing me, um, and has and strikes up a conversation with Luke. Why are you here, um, and so forth? And and he claims, you know, I saw you in my dreams. You were handing me a lightsaber. I've got to follow this. Like I'm here. You need to help me. Like where can I find a lightsaber? And she's just kind of baffled by this farm kid right who's got this 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 glow in his eye he's just this naive kid who hasn't seen 
well, I mean, he has seen crap. She doesn't know that. But she's mistaking his his desire to do the right thing and to, to, to do right by the galaxy as Naivety. being naive. Yeah, right? And and that is it's such an interesting discussion that they have. I won't even break the whole thing down, but they're talking about the Force and Luke just constantly responding, like, I get you've been through this, but, like, I have this you know, ability and I'm going to do the right thing with it. And she's pretty much saying, you don't know anything kid. Like I was hunted by Vader and inquisitors, like do yourself a favor and ignore all those feelings you're have, having and just stay here and learn to fish. Luke, what did you think of that conversation they're having? It's, it's interesting to see this character who has had interactions with Jedi and, you know, and Sith and dark side users and, and chooses to, ignore the fight we, we often see these heroes stepping up and it's my destiny and she says ignore those feelings you'll thank me later for it what did you think of that conversation yeah this really hits on what i think is the whole main theme of this issue i see this as a huge um sort of parallel of of the last jedi mm-hmm. That's and good. i think i think charles soul the writer very intentionally set out to do that, and it's given away mostly by that line Let's go. that Verla has. You'll wish you stayed here and learned to fish. I just yep. had to take a moment yep. when I read that one and just kind of you know throw my head back and chuckle and like, oh, Charles Soul, <laughs> it's a good one. Because um, at first, it's kind of you can make the connection there with how Verla has isolated herself, yeah, given up on sort of being a, a force for good in the universe trying to follow the Jedi path um, after she suffered a lot of despair and a lot of setbacks. And so like all those dominoes have lined up and you're, you can make the connection there. And then souls like, just in case you're not getting this, <laughs> let me hit you over the head with this fish reference. Um, I thought that was, you know, really funny. Um, so that, that's what I love. And yeah, I try not to jump ahead in the, kind of the, the summary, but I'll, I'll keep coming back to that, that last, last Jedi connection theme because, you know, it's, um, you know, Verla is Luke in that sense. Yeah. And Luke is Ray. Yeah. In this telling, you know, Ray in The Last Jedi is seeking Luke to return the saber to him. Yeah. To get him back into the fight. And he's hiding and despondent from his struggles. Um, and in this, Luke seeks Verla out because he thinks she is the path to a saber. Yeah. Um, and again, he finds her despondent and hiding. Uh, so that's uh, I really enjoyed that whole aspect of this this comic. It's an amazing parallel. Just him, him, yeah, him saying, "I don't know how to fish. I grew up, you know." you know, on a moisture farm on a desert. Like it is fantastic. And then we jump to last Jedi and there he is spearing one, you know, from God knows hundred feet away uh, with a long pole in the water. Uh, so, but you're right. A, an amazing parallel. That's Charles soul just gets it. And to me, it even, it, it makes, you know, Luke Skywalker there on Octu and how annoyed he was even more believable, right? Like, I've okay, yeah, kid. I I was that way too. Yeah, I had this very interaction with someone else. Yeah, she didn't know really what I knew, but uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, because he gets very dismissive of Ray. Yeah, I get it. I mean, even though he knew she was a Palpatine, that's you know 
we need some more explanation as to why <laughs> that wasn't a bigger issue for him. But, but Holly, what did you think of that moment? Uh, a, a bright-eyed Luke Skywalker, vastly different from the Octu character, but, uh, you know, Verla just, you know, telling him to give up now while you're ahead. I've been down this path. I went looking for that saber, and it's not a good one. So just give it up, kid. What did you think? Yeah, I, I mean... I don't think I need to repeat it. Everything that you and Luke said were all the things that I thought something that I thought was interesting that tied in really nicely with some of the other conversations we've been having, especially in casual council was her view of the force. Come on. Um, So I found that actually pretty intriguing about how, you know, she sees the force almost like we as readers view the way that like Palpatine and Vader had this interaction in the last comic that we read you know, she views that as a very manipulative, yes. abusive power, almost like it's his own entity and it knows what it's doing and it's just sucking these resources up and then throwing the bones of these Jedi out or the bones of these Sith. And she's yeah. like, you know, Jedi, Sith, they're all tools. Or she says something like they're tools, we just call them Jedi and Sith yeah. or something like that. And I just think that was a really interesting view on the Force because you can understand how she came to that conclusion and why she would kind of be like, I don't want anything to do with this. I've just seen this cause harm to everybody that has been involved with it. Yeah. Even another reference to a last Jedi character, DJ has a similar kind of view. He's just kind of benefiting off of what's going on. Right. But he's like, I've done them both and I stay out of kid. Yeah. Stay in the middle. Don't choose a side. I thought that was kind of cool, and, and she's it's just so fascinating that she's had these experiences. She's been chased by Inquisitors, and she's fought them off, and there's just some people that are Force-sensitive, and this is just a nice reminder, they're not all going to be heroes, right? She may end up being one. We don't really know her fate, but, you know, she chose, you know, just to try to survive, and, and Cal had similar experiences, right? I mean, he had to survive Order 66 and all that, but... Very similar circumstances, chased by Inquisitors. He chooses the Luke Skywalker kind of route, right? And 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 I'm not going to you know let anyone decide my destiny, but myself. Not even the Force, right? Um, it's just it's so cool. I, I enjoyed that interaction with them so so much. Uh, but his ultimate goal is to find a saber, and he's like, I know you know where one is. She's like, Okay, bro, I'll tell you, but I'm going to tell you right now. It's an old Jedi outpost from the High Republic, which. Nice little nod there to the High Republic. That's Charles Soule getting you excited for his upcoming material with the High Republic. I cannot wait for it, especially with these shots that we got and the artist provided. Um, Super excited and and super familiar. Um, And so she says, you know, when I went to seek the saber, I felt a cold darkness there in the temple. And I just got out. I I wasn't messing with that. I'm out. See you. Have fun. Jedi's not for me. I'm not going to confront that. And we see Luke in his X-Wing goes there. It's raining. There's this temple. It's obviously been attacked or ransacked on the outside. He unlocks it with the Force. Nice little comical moment R2's with R2. Like, get out now. Yeah, get out. He's He doesn't want to go in, but he's like, hey, at least we can get out of the rain and go inside. And R2's like, Dude, am I going to have to save you again? Like, is that what's <laughs> going to happen? He doesn't say that, but that's, I'm thinking that's what was in his head, right? Um, and so he sees a saber. He sees a holocron. There are, you know, there are uh, Jedi temple guard uh, uh, garb, garb. A, a helmet, and, and a kind of a, a chest plate there, um, reminiscent of the Grand Inquisitor. 
And uh, wouldn't you know. But he doesn't even, like, stop to think, like, huh, that's weird. He's Holy just, like. traps are, you know, it's no one senses a trap oh my God. in Star Wars. At, he at got this, caught in the well there with Verla. Oh, my God. At this moment, I'm, yeah. like, reading this comic. Come this on. is my first time reading it. Yeah. Michael had just read it. I'm sitting on the couch next to him. And, yeah. like. This doesn't make any sense because no. why hasn't the Empire come and ransacked this yeah. temple? And then Michael's like, Holly, it's a trap. Well, here's, I hadn't even read that well, part yet. Here's the thing, Holly. When you're reading a story, finish it and then ask questions. No. When someone asks me questions about something, I assume they've read the material <laughs> to completion. You ask questions <laughs> while reading it, and then I'm like, oh, she's done. well, it's a trap. Holly, how did you not get that? And you're like, well, thanks for spoiling it. It's like, well, I... Thought you were done. I so wasn't. Just remember, read the material to completion, or I will spoil it. Just for you. remember, don't yeah. ask Michael any questions. I get excited about this stuff, and I can't hold it back. So if you ask, I yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, and wouldn't you know? We we mentioned the Grand Inquisitor, and you may be thinking, "Well, that fool's dead." Not <laughs> so fast, Holly. We have a flaming Grand Inquisitor who shows up. It's terrifying and attacks yeah. Luke Skywalker. Real bad. I mean, were you expecting anything like that? Maybe a trap, but the Grand Inquisitor, like, what the hell's going on? No, I wasn't. Not ex- not expecting him at all. No, I wasn't. Because, folks, what we know from Star Wars is only, you know, the Jedi, you know, after death can, you know, maintain their spirit and their mindset and, 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 and reveal themselves as if they were, you know, still alive. And as far as we know, the Sith and dark side users can't do that. Hold on. Yeah, Holly. Question. Okay. So he was not a real physical. Wait, Holly, we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're going to get into it. Uh, oh, and- yeah, Mike, I think we should uh, go over the record, you know. Of, of lore here. Come on. <laughs> I think it's a good, a, good con- a good point of the distinction between the Jedi, starting with Qui-Gon Jinn, who learned to kind of preserve yeah. themselves in the Force after death and, and use that ability to reach out to those still among the living yeah. and make connections with them and help guide them. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, you know, the Sith can't do that. They cling... To the to the to life too jealously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to fully let go in that way, uh, but we've seen in a number of areas of canon how a, a Sith spirit can be made to sort of haunt a place or an object. Yes, uh, we saw in season six of Clone Wars when Yoda goes on his journey and, and comes across. Darth Bane haunting a, yeah. a Sith temple of sorts. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, encounters and doesn't really, I don't think fights him, but has a, you know, a, a confrontation with him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the second Vader line, when he's on Mustafar yes. and he has the mask of, uh, is it Momin? Momin, yep. Um, and that's a Sith um, or dark side. Jedi is haunting the mask and his presence is preserved in the mask and you can access it through the mask. So, uh, you know, Sith can't sort of freely be one with the force and come in and out uh, of the cosmic force to, to interact with the living. But the Sith can 
like haunt or be imprisoned in a place, their spirit in a way. Uh, so it's, it's a much like less pleasant version of, of that existence. And it, it had me, when we get to the end of this comic, you kind of see what I'm saying because this moment had me kind of thinking, especially with Momen, that it seems like it may also take a dark side user to kind of summon that energy, right? And allow it to come into existence because, uh, spoiler alert, we find out that, that, that Vader's actually kind of imprisoned uh, the Grand Inquisitor in this kind of, I, it's not a purgatory, but maybe. I mean, for him, it probably it kind is. kind of is, right? And so... It almost seems like maybe it, you know Vader summoned Moment, right? And and Moment obviously had some opportunity, and he struck and 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 kind of um, I don't know how you even say what he did. He just kind of manifested back into what he was. So Vader's tapped into some dark side energy there on Mustafar of like creating life, releasing life. There's some dark stuff that he's so tapping this, into. This is not anything yeah. like. Palpatine and Dooku were trying to get from the the wit the Night Sisters. We who knows, Holly? That's a great question. I I don't know. It's it's a dark side thing. We know Mustafar strong on the dark side, and and Vader taps into that and puts his temple there, and Momen kind of helps him kind of harness that energy. But you're right; it could be something that Palpatine trained Vader on that he learned from someone else. I I I don't know. know. I could be way off because we know that he didn't like complete. He wasn't able to like completely understand that kind of magic, but he wanted to try it. Yeah, and so it's kind of like, is this just like a failed experiment? And like, oh, here it is. We have this. It could be, uh, and then it's just Inquisitor on fire, and whoop. Yeah, and maybe it was a failed attempt to bring back you know dark side users to to create this army that 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 Palpatine originally wanted to do. Um, and maybe, yeah, it was a failed experiment. We, we see it could, it could very well be. And he's like, wow, great. Actually, this is a fantastic tool. I'm going to use this guy to do my bidding and I'll just kind of tease him with, you know, being released from this purgatory. Does that kind of make you feel bad for the Grand Inquisitor? Holly, there you go. Holly's not feeling bad for (laughs) Vader at any point, but then the Grand Inquisitor comes along and tells a sad story and she's like, but should we? But should we feel for him, guys? I, I just think know. that maybe I can fix him. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Holly's wanting to date the Grand Inquisitor. Fantastic. For the record, no. No, no. Um, so he fights He fights Luke. Like um, For a second, I was just like, okay, he's just showing up to intimidate him. No, whips out his double-derber, double double-bladed laser sword, and strikes Luke, and Luke... Okay, and here's where I started fanning out real hard. Like, because fan, like fanboying on my boy luke skywalker because never have i ever pictured luke skywalker with a yellow lightsaber and never have i ever wanted it more than i do right now because boy he looked good was i supposed to take a drink when you said never have i ever uh yes okay um well your glass is empty so you it's impossible but i i was that just kind of struck me. I'm like, boy, he looks good with that. Why didn't he maintain the yellow one? Like, why yeah. didn't we have to go green? Green's cool and all. But, but boy, the yellow, yellow one is super cool. It's like super the yellow cool. lightsaber. Okay, this is a total Come tangent. On, Holly. But if we're talking about oh, yeah. favorite lightsaber colors, yeah. for me personally, my top three are purple, white, and yellow. I couldn't agree more, Holly. I couldn't agree more. And hey, here's a, here's a little theory. 
is this the crystal that Ray gets at the end of the Rise of Skywalker? No, she's got that yellow. <laughs> I don't know, Luke. Am I looking into it too much? We're talking about crystal colors here. We're losing the point of the issue, but I mean, <laughs> could it? You know, is that a good theory? Uh, it's worth a shot. Yeah, I think we're going to see what's going to happen with this lightsaber, right? Because we know it's not what he has in Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see him do something with his saber at some point or lose it or who knows. Yeah. Unless... He's already lost his saber. Whoa. Holly. He needs PG to get podcast. his own saber back. He does. But I mean, maybe the Jedi do something with crystals that kind of change their color. I mean, there's something to that. I just can't recall I what it is. I think we talked about it last we time. We did. It's not, <laughs> it, yes. wasn't, it wasn't like that, though. It had yeah. nothing to do with like those colors yeah it's something different i think it would be cool if ray's lightsaber crystal is an old uh, jedi uh, temple guard i think that'd be cool anyway so they're fighting and, and basically you know luke's telling him hey like i'm learning to be a jedi and 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 the inquisitor's like you're half a jedi like who trained you you're a joke and everything that the Inquisitor's throwing at Luke to intimidate him and tell him he's a failure and he's never going to be a Jedi, Luke's relentless. He's just blocking laser swords, and he's just like, nah, bro, like, I'm cool. Like, I, I am going to be a Jedi, and you're going to see it. And the Grand Inquisitor knocks him, or he kicks him, I think, and, uh, boy, that mm-hmm. Luke doesn't like that, mm-hmm. and he force pushes him. Um, and eventually, then I think he cuts his hand off as well. Done. And then we just see at that point, you know, he's defeated the Inquisitor um, in the flesh there, um, fire and all, and Luke escapes, and Vader shows up. Actually, Vader's on his ship. This is the little bit of Vader that we talked about that we get, which I thought was cool. Vader's on his ship, and and he senses this happening, right? And he says, you know, my my trap has been sprung, and I'm going to go see what I've caught. So so we know, and we kind of spoil there at the beginning, that this was a trap Vader set, because... Like Holly said, how has this thing not been ransacked? Like, well, actually, <laughs> Holly, it was. It was set, it was set up. Um, but I thought that was super cool. So, so Vader shows up and the Inquisitor's there, handless. Actually, maybe he attached his hand. I don't know what happened. It's but magic, Michael. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean, he's on fire, for Christ's sake. I know, yeah. Um, and so he, you know, he says, you failed me. Um, and the Inquisitor is super super defeated um but the inquisitor asks him he says will there never be a chance of release so that's where we're getting that kind of purgatory you don't uh, feel bad for him yet of course i feel bad it's just like bro let me go holly i feel bad for villains all the time you are just a different person um and so you know vader says like no like you're gonna you're my tool pretty much and it's interesting what they do here um the grand inquisitor he last says there are worse things than death now who else said that well the grand inquisitor said that if you recall from his confrontation with kanan when you know Kanan's got him, he's hanging, you know, on the scaffolding. Yes. Kanan could destroy him, and 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 the Grand Inquisitor lets go, and he says almost this exact line. However, he says there are worse. Here he says there are more frightening things than death, and releases himself. Um, but before that, he says you don't know what you've unleashed. Something along those okay. lines, right? Also, yeah. is that vaguely reminiscent of Darth Maul in the last season of the Clone Wars when he's just screaming oh, to Soka? Yeah. yeah, and he's like, 
just let me go. Like yeah. you, like he would rather die than yeah. stick around for what she unleashed. For what's to come. Yeah. So it's kind of uh. like, it feels like it's just all tied in. I feel like this yep. alludes to the Clone Wars so much. Luke, yeah. am I wrong? No, absolutely not. Holly, Holly, Holly. Oh, man, you got me so excited. Let's go. I just, I, I was going to bring that up. Yes. That, that is one of the, I, I just finished my most recent chronological rewatch of the Clone Wars. Literally, like last night, <laughs> I watched the final episode again. And that last arc of the Clone Wars, those last four episodes, is so amazing. Uh, like, put that up against anything, whether or not it's an animated show or not. Like, yeah. put that up against Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, whatever, like, let's go. You can think of. Amazing. And yeah, that moment, that, that's one of the best moments when Maul is falling when Ahsoka bests him. Yeah. And she catches him with a force. Mm -hmm. And and the tragedy of, at that point, he's ready to let go and let it all be over. And he says, just let me go. Just let me fall. Just let me die. Yeah. And she doesn't. Like, yeah, that's such a great parallel to to the Grand Inquisitor here. He's just like, you know, like Freddie Prince Jr. talked about Maul. He's Sisyphus, always pushing, pushing the yeah. the boulder up the hill. Um, and that's, I guess, what the dark side does to you. Yeah. It, it traps you. It, you think you're using it, but it makes you its slave. Yeah, it gives you the impression of of, of, of strength and, 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 and dominance, right? But we and, know that Verla yeah. says that's just the force. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. a Sith or a Jedi. It's doing the same thing. It's just manifesting itself differently. Now, now I, I, I want to ask you guys about that moment in Rebels when the Grand Inquisitor lets it go because his is a kind of it's kind of a crazy man laugh. He's falling and he says, you, un- you don't understand what you've unleashed. I, to me, it almost felt like he was thinking, you know, this isn't the end for me. Like, I'm going to be back. It almost felt like he knew this was possible, but I I don't think he, like you guys said, understood kind of, you know, that the dark side's just playing him, that he will be imprisoned by the dark side forever. Um, It's a a, a cycle, a dark cycle. But to me, it was kind of, he thought that maybe things were going to go a little differently. Um, And, and, you know, Obi-Wan says it too, right? When he's being struck down, you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. To me, it's kind of the the opposite there with the dark side. It's it, that that's just my opinion. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I do like the comparison with Maul. Um, it just seemed like to me the Inquisitor almost wasn't really ready to. He was ready to let go, but he thought that there was kind of something beyond this existence, and he would actually become more powerful. Ali, am I wrong? I have a rebuttal. Oh God, I love rebuttals. <laughs> no, um, I think that's great. But (laughs) But actually what I'm thinking, knowing what I know now with this. Yeah. And this 100% for certain is the Grand Inquisitor. Absolutely. A thousand percent. So the way that I take it is I think that first of all, we know that he was a little nutty to begin with. I mean, if you go from being a Jedi to being an Inquisitor, like something right. Yeah. And that could just be the dark side, but I think he was a little maniacal anyway. And so him laughing when he went yeah. down, like that seems Yeah. That that checks out. But also I sometimes feel like when you're put in a really bad situation and you know that everything is just about to be a million times worse, 
there's really no other reaction you can have except to laugh like that. Yeah. I like know a that, denial kind yeah, of. Yeah. I know that I've been there. I think oh, yeah. everybody's been there. And so I think that maybe he could kind of foresee then. I don't think that, for the record, I don't, obviously Rebels was not written with this yeah. in mind. And so maybe we're pulling from something that wasn't meant to be pulled from, but it works, right? It does. And I just think, I don't know, if he did know that that was going to happen just based on his character and the way that his character is, yeah. that makes sense. Well, and also it's, hey, I'm not going to let this wannabe Jedi strike me down, right? If I'm going out, I'm going on my own terms. Yeah. And I'm going to talk some shit on my way down, right? Like, hey, there's there's crazier things and more frightening things than death, and I ain't afraid of it. I'm looking death right in the face. I'm actually throwing myself into this fiery pit. See you later. That's resignation. I mean, exactly. You you are comfortable with with uh, the end there, I guess. But uh, I, I just thought that was super cool because to me, then him saying there are worse things than death is a way more tragic experience, right? He went into that moment, you know, releasing himself into this fire on top and being like, yeah, you can't touch me. I I ain't scared of death. Oh, that makes sense. And now he's it's on fire in the comic. Oh exactly. My God. And now it's wow. I've been trapped in this for years, and I'm just I've realized I'm just a tool, and there's no escaping from it. it. That's that makes it more tragic for me. The dark side wears you down. It does. It does. Luke, I, that that last that last statement. I mean. That does tear your heartstrings, right? I mean, you kind of feel bad for the guy. We, we I, I didn't feel bad for, for Moment, right? Like, he's just a mask. You don't really see him. But, like, Moment, I don't know. Moment was kind of messed up from the beginning. This dude was kind of crazy. Uh, maybe the Grand Inquisitor was, too, and it just took time for it to come out. But I didn't feel bad for Moment. I feel bad for the Grand Inquisitor. Is that misplaced? No, I don't think so. A moment was, like, kind of, like, serial killer yeah. weird, like, killed animals as a child yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, not literally, I don't think in the story, but like he had that vibe. Yes. <laughs> um, whereas, yeah, I think the, the Grand Inquisitor is more sympathetic than, than Momin was. Momin was a freak. Yeah. Um, and man, yeah, now I'm going to have to go watch Rebels again. Yes. Talking about this. Uh, <laughs> I like one of my favorite parts of, of the encounter with the Inquisitor was kind of going back to the last Jedi parallels is the way he, he's trying to just disparage the legacy of the Jedi to Luke because yeah. Luke is, is looking to the Jedi for inspiration and to follow in their path. And he's like, yeah, no, that they were useless. They were defeated. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, you're here at this temple. This temple is, doesn't mean anything. And Luke says, no, I, I feel, I feel the, their nobility. I feel, that they were trying to do right. And, yeah. and to me, um, he, he eventually sort of says there's things worth fighting for. He kind of comes to the, comes to the realization that there, there are things worth sacrificing for. Yeah. And that's a lot like, like he does at the end of the last Jedi when he says, no, it's not, I can't just sit on the side. I, I do need to come and make a sacrifice. There is nobility in that, that can make a difference. Uh, so that, that kind of was an interesting, I think less obvious parallel in the writing, but one that, that I, I picked out of what I was getting. Yeah. And is, is it him just, you know, we, we, we understand now that the Jedi and as noble as they were, you know, 
turned a blind eye to a lot of things and probably, you know, didn't handle things. Maybe that nobility kind of got to their head, right? And maybe that's what we're going to see in this higher republic. That's what we've been speculating on. Mm -hmm. And Luke Skywalker doesn't appear to be picking up on that. Now, when you're talking about The Last Jedi and we're at that old temple there with Rey and Luke, right? And he's, he's, he's reciting the history of the Jedi for her, right? Like, they allowed and trained the Sith Lord that brought upon, you know, destruction to the galaxy. He understands the history. He understands their failures now and why the Jedi, as they were, needed to end. Here, this is a Luke Skywalker that's, you know, feeling, you know, the good that was, you know, was the goal. That was the goal. But it's almost like Luke made those same mistakes with his Jedi order. And it's interesting when you're talking about him talking about the Jedi and, and, and um, you know, the grand inquisitor just saying like, you don't understand they failed. And he's like, no, I like, I want to learn about the Jedi. And then he makes a point to say, and the Jedi order, like that's the first time we see a Luke, the young Luke's pretty much saying, I want to bring him back uh, bigger and badder. But it, you know, he doesn't understand the failures that, you know, that were and why we got to that point. And, and we will see that later on that Luke understands that, but still a little bit of, he's still a little naive, Holly, yeah. and, and he's got some growing up to do, but this is his path kind of to that, to that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving this, this, this back and forth. Yeah. I think this is a really interesting commentary on just like, <laughs> I know we relate a lot of things that are happening in star Wars, the things that are happening Come in on. real life. But I know for me, I've seen kind of a lot of people jump on these different bandwagons yeah. for like, Oh, I support this group. I support that group. That's I right. don't support this group and kind of like blindly supporting or just like dismissing different groups or, you know, committees or people, parties, whatever, whatever it is. And I think that that's something that we also see why that's a dangerous thing to do, because if you are jumping into something blindly and you're so naive to think like everything about the Jedi is flawless and they were great and everything that happened to them was so terrible, which we agree with that. But you just see when you have that blatant disregard for the things that went wrong and understanding of why they went wrong and what not to do the next time around, yeah. you still end up putting yourself and everybody else in this dangerous situation, yeah. which luckily for him in this moment worked to his advantage, but yeah. it, it doesn't always. Yeah. He's got two people who have experienced it all saying, you don't get it, dude. <laughs> like and he's not listening. Trust me. You'll be right back here. You'll be back on this, you know, this <laughs> Island with me just uh, fishing. And, and he, it's kind of, you know, it's it, it all leads up to, to the failure that is Luke Skywalker, right, that, that so many people hate, and I, and I don't really Luke understand Skywalker. it. Not my Luke Skywalker. It, it's, he's, it makes him that much more relatable, and, and you know, he, failure knows no boundaries, right? And yeah. sometimes that's it takes, you know, that failure to, to find your destiny, and that's where Luke Skywalker was. And these moments are just leading up to that. Um, so will, it's just beautiful. I will say this. I know – and. Luke Skywalker still is not my favorite Star Wars character. That's too bad. I and just for me, there's not really a lot that I personally can relate to. Yeah. I relate to other characters much more, but I really am enjoying kind of seeing these other things that Luke is doing outside of what we know him to be doing in the novels or in the movies because I feel like it really is giving him so much more growth yeah. as 
a character and I feel like you really can start to see why he is the way that he was in the last Jedi. And yeah. like you said, people are so quick to be like, no, my Luke Skywalker, like that's not, that's not what Luke would do. Yeah. But, but it is. And we consistently see this theme of Jedi masters and Jedi going into isolation yeah. when things don't go right for them. And I'm yeah. not saying that the Jedi are just like throwing a fit and like, Oh, I'm so upset because it didn't work out for me. I'm going to yeah. go hide away from everything. But yeah. they kind of do turn their back on the cause and on the people. And yeah. I just feel like it's okay for him to ha have that moment too. And then come to the realization at the end, like maybe I shouldn't have done this and I have bigger things I need to do. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to remedy it. It's interesting. You know, when you're talking about people, not appreciation, not appreciating who Luke Skywalker became. I mean, the the idea of failure in heroes is not a new idea, no. and even recent, you know, portrayals of heroes failing. I, I think of the Avengers. I think of you know those last Avenger movies. They were all about failure and redemption and learning and and and, and purpose. Like, and people don't shit on those characters. Yeah. That's just. Oh, that makes sense. It's, it's interesting when you take this fandom and some people who have this predisposed kind of idea of this character, who they've been led to believe that they are. Um, it, it's interesting how it's it's sometimes just different in Star Wars. Well, I, I don't know. It's just it's fascinating. To and me. we don't have to get into it on this oh, episode, boy. but I would like yeah. to at some point. The people who are saying not my Luke Skywalker when they think about him going into isolation and not being this big bad Luke that they thought that they were going to love so much are the same people who are calling these female characters Mary Sue's. Yeah. So they want these male characters to not be flawed and to never have anything wrong with them and to not make any mistakes and to just always be on top of their game, which is unreasonable when mm -hmm. then you turn around and you're like, this female character is doing all these things that I wanted Luke Skywalker to do. So therefore yeah. I don't like her. She yeah. has no flaws or she doesn't, I'm not recognizing them. And yeah. it's just like, you have these double standards and like, you need to chill out. Holly, you are, but we don't have, we don't have to, no, you're preaching the good word. And I love it because I, God, I feel we could, I could literally talk about it every episode <laughs> and, and I'm sorry if people would get sick of it. I could, because you're absolutely, well, they don't get sick of complaining there. about it. So they can't, they can just not. It's amazing that people are still complaining about it and are finding, know. you know, they're not finding a lot of things to enjoy and that's too bad. And then sometimes you just have to move on. But I'm loving what these writers are giving us. Charles Soule and the other writers and the artists in these two lines get it. They get Star Wars. They're tying things in. And, and, and like Luke said, taking taking, you know, familiar scenes and moments and turning them either, you know, from a different perspective or changing them completely to give you different perspective and make you think, oh, I never I never thought about Luke falling down that tunnel as like, you know, his his father and his progression to the dark side or losing himself. Like that that imagery just was so effective for me and, and these authors just get it. Um, even so much as taking a, a, a midwifery droid and saying, oh, yeah, of course, she delivered those babies. She's going to have a hollow recording. Duh. Like, I love that they're taking these little sweaty details and it just makes sense. And, and the story makes sense. And they, they, they blend. I mean, we just blended the prequels and the sequels and the original trilogy. Like what? You know, I understand the sequel trilogy tried to like the comic books are blending all three sequels better than any storytelling going on in Star Wars. That's because the 
both of these comics are examples of just good story writing. Yeah, right? absolutely. And we are spoiled by the fact <laughs> that they are being released simultaneously. I love it. Uh, Luke, any final thoughts on, on, on either the state of Star Wars or these two pieces of material? I mean, I know we're excited for more to come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking forward to these these comic lines continuing, uh, and then uh, the last like really small note is on this this mainline issue it is the last parallel of the Last Jedi, where where uh, the rebellions like down and out. You see those this very end piece where they're yeah. on a ship, like in a briefing room, and they they look despondent. They look like. You know, Leia's trying to pump them up, and she's so happy when Luke shows up um, because he can be that symbol of hope. And she's like, I need you to be that symbol. Yeah. It's kind of like Luke visiting them all on Crate when they're, they're all just, you know, just forlorn about the situation they're in. And he comes up, and he's that symbol of hope. And, and he is here again. He brandishes the lightsaber triumphantly oh. to kind of lift them up. What a great poll, Luke. That is also, like, it, it is brief, you know. It, it, to me, it was kind of silly. Like, everyone's hanging around. He's just like, I'm going to whip out my labor, laser sword. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, my God. It's so it's big. the first time you've said whip out. I know. Uh, this evening. <laughs> That's my bad. But you're right. Like, such a great parallel there um, with The Last Jedi. And, and, and you're right. Like, after Episode 5, I mean, the Empire struck back, folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Empire struck back, and then, you know, how do we get to that point where we are in 6? We still haven't even touched much of that, right? Like like Luke said, the Empire, or the, the Rebellion there is defeated. And Luke shows up. Oh, she's like, thank God you survived. And he's like, hey, like, I, I did it. And she's like, well, you want to share it with everyone? And he whips it out, and everyone's so pumped. And it's just, you're right, that symbol of hope that... You know, Luke didn't even, you know, he had this moment, he's this symbol, and then he loses it along the way at some point, right? That that legend of Luke Skywalker needed to die. That that legend of Luke Skywalker was better buried off nowhere than to be a symbol of hope against oppression. Something happened there with Luke. Yeah, it's 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 been, but there's more to it. And boy, I hope we I hope we get a comic line of, of that whole experience. And and his 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 order and everything that went down because there's more to it that you see him he's so optimistic and he is that symbol and he embraces that symbol and then he loses sight of that and eventually regains it you know uh, upon uh, the battle there in crate but boy great parallel great pull Luke guys I hope this conversation blew you away it blew me away that's what you know you can sit down and read a comic book. But it helps discussing these stories with your friend because like Star Wars, you're going to see perspectives that you'd never seen before. You're going to pick up on things and and your friends are going to pull sweaty details that you never even picked on. Like that one right there at the end with the laser sword didn't even make the connection with Luke being that symbol in The Last Jedi. It's just amazing what happens when you talk with your friends. And I hope that's something that we can provide to you guys that you can listen and and gain insight and, and hopefully share insight back with us. We we make you know interaction with our listeners a staple of this podcast. That's why we have the Patreon. That's why we have the Facebook group, places where you guys can share these ideas 
and a lot of you are, and I hope more of you do because more perspective and more storytelling from others and their experiences makes us all better. And that's why it's great. We're getting new artists in Star Wars and we're expanding upon Star Wars medium and allowing storytellers to tell great stories that were fans. That's what's great about this generation of storytellers. They're fans of the product. A lot of the OG people, you know, they were just there creating what George Lucas told them to create. These people are fans of the product, and it shows, and it's some of the best storytelling in Star Wars. I'm telling you, don't sleep on the comic books. They're fantastic. I hope you guys enjoyed those. Check them out. Um, you know, you can, you, can, you can get them digitally. Like Luke said, you can go to your comic book store, but support this material. Support these stories. These guys are doing some of the best work in Star Wars. I could talk about it all day, but, but read the comics. There's some of the best stuff happening right now, and, and I'm sure to come. You know, Lucasfilm is doubling down with the High Republic, more comic book stories, more Charles Soule, please. Yes, I'm super excited. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. Like I said, if you want to interact with us more and interact with other sweaties there, go join our Facebook group. Um, join our Patreon. You know, we, we, Holly, we just, we just wrapped up a very awesome, epic trivia trials. Yes. With Wes and Nettie, it was uh, one for the yes. ages. Uh, a, a, lot, a lot of sweaty details. was a lot of fun. Um, that will be released this coming Friday, the next Friday. Holly, do you know what the next Friday is, a date? Uh, October 2nd. October 2nd. Wow, boy, you are a calendar. Uh, thank you for that, Holly. So, guys, that next Friday we will be releasing a premiere of the Trivia Trials on YouTube. So, like, like I said, guys, if you're not checking out the YouTube content, you're missing out because there's some good stuff there, especially with the Trivia Trials. So expect that soon. We've got a casual council coming up this weekend with our, with our Jedi Knights and Jedi Master patrons. Um, so expect that content soon. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, let us know. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a nice review you if you would um, and a nice rating or wherever you're listening uh, if you can let us know that you're enjoying the content we really appreciate it it means a lot to us and helps us get that podcast out there so i hope you guys enjoyed that um, and as always may the force be with you all